Okay, so today we're looking at Detective Comics number 58, published in December of 1941. We're almost in 1942. On the cover we have a boat. Batman and Robin are trying to climb onto the boat. It has very steep sides and Batman has to use his rope to climb up. There are also two guys on top of the boat trying to throw them off. Robin's already gotten up, but a guy with a gun is threatening to throw him off. The inside cover is very different. In the front, there are two people being robbed by this short guy with a top hat, a long black suit coat, a white shirt, and bright purple pants. He's also got this yellow belt thing. He's threatening them with a the gun, but he also has an umbrella. Batman and Robin are swinging in from the back to stop this guy robbing this couple. There's no title, but the comic informs us that this time, Batman and Robin are going to face the Penguin, the Umbrella Man. And this is going to be one of the most perfect frame-ups of all time. So, the comic starts out with Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson at an art exhibition. Dick Grayson does not know how to behave at an art exhibition because he's calling everything ugly, just like me when I go to art exhibitions. Right now, Bruce Wayne is steering him away from this sculptor guy who's screaming at him for insulting his art. The next thing they look at are two what they use paintings. Pardon me, I don't speak French, but I did look this guy up. He is a French Rococo painter. Bruce Wayne tells us that his paintings are very expensive. And Dick is all, wow, maybe I want to be an artist. Yeah, maybe that'll be good for you, or maybe you'll have to wait till 200 years after your death for your paintings to be profitable. Now, Dick was doing well with these two paintings, but the next exhibit makes him lose it. It's just some guy standing next to a column with a penguin on it. And the guy also looks like a penguin, because he's the penguin. Dick just starts laughing, and Bruce Wayne shoves him towards the door, and he's all, Can't make fun of people at art exhibitions, even if they do look stupid. I mean, odd. Dick turns around, and he's like, But Bruce, look at him! Bruce is like, Yeah, he does look like a penguin, that is pretty funny, but we're leaving! Just as they're walking out the door, a man from the art exhibit stops them, and he's all, Wait, you can't leave! Those two super expensive paintings that you just saw were stolen, and we need to search everyone to make sure they haven't stolen them. They're all, Oh no, and they submit to the search. Everyone else also submits to the search, but most of them aren't too happy about it. One guy even says, This is going to be embarrassing. And he's right, because when they take off his coat, he's not wearing a shirt underneath. He just has like a little bit of a front shirt and cuffs. His date is totally ruined. They search Bruce and Dick, and they search the penguin as well. They even open his umbrella. He tells them that it's bad luck, but they do it anyway. They still can't find the two stolen paintings, though, and eventually they have to let everyone go. That night, we see what's happened to the paintings. We follow the penguin into this hotel of racketeers. He points his umbrella at all of them and he's all, aren't you those racketeer guys? And they're all, you've got some nerve. And shall I drill him, boss? But he doesn't want them to drill him. Instead, he takes out his umbrella and he's all, I've got something that you definitely want. He unscrews the top and takes out the stolen paintings. After he's delivered the stolen paintings, the boss likes him a lot. He's all, Wow, you're so cool. What'd you say your name was? 
And the penguin is all, oh, I have lots of names, so many names, but you can call me the penguin. After the penguin's great introduction, he becomes a higher up in the racketeering club. He starts leading all the men in their crimes instead of the boss. The boss just sits back and lets Penguin lead. It seems to be good for him, though. It causes a crime wave throughout the city. A bunch of newspapers report on it. There's one that we can't see the title of that says, Organized Crime Threatens the City. And another called The Sun that says, Hand of Crime Master Seen Something of Series Robberies. This paper is also two cents. One day, during the crime wave, Bruce Wayne goes to an auction house. When he gets there, they're selling this Columbia Diamond, the finest white stone in the world. While he's sitting watching, some guy comes up to him and sits next to him. It's the Penguin, and Bruce Wayne thinks to himself, quote, If I'm not mistaken, that's the fatty dick I saw at the exhibition. That umbrella must be attached to him. God, people in the 40s spoke weird. Luckily, we don't have time to dwell on that, because in the next panel, the lights go out. We get two speech bubbles, a red one that says sock, and a yellow one that says bam. When the lights turn back on, the diamond is gone. Over by Bruce Wayne, he's stripped to the floor, and it was the penguin that tripped him. He's all, why'd you trip me? And the penguin's like, I couldn't see, the lights were out. There doesn't seem to be very much search for the diamond. But when Bruce Wayne leaves, he looks at the penguin and he's all like, It's suspicious that thefts keep happening when this guy is around. I think I'll snoop on him tonight. It's probably a good thing too, because when the penguin gets back to his base of racketeering, he shows the boss the diamond. He's all, I insist on my usual share of money. And the boss is like, Penguin, you want too much money. You're getting too big for your shoes. Penguin looks at him for a moment and he's all, well, this was bound to occur sooner or later. Might as well get it over with now. Then he pulls out his umbrella and it goes bang. And the mob boss collapses to the ground and he drops the diamond. Penguin goes over to the thugs who worked for this guy. And he's like, so you're all cool with following me now, right? And the thugs are like, sure, we're cool with that. We were basically doing that before anyway. Unfortunately, Bruce Wayne didn't see all this. But later... When some of the thugs are discussing the penguin's new plan, there's a guy in blue with a purple hat sitting behind them drinking at a bar. They just come straight out and say the plan. They're like, the job that we're going to do for the penguin tonight involves us breaking into the auction house and stealing a jade idol. But then one of them is like, shut up. There might be people listening. And... Back at Bruce Wayne's house, we see that he was listening. Dick comes up to him and he's all, Did you get any information? And Bruce, wiping off his disguise, goes, So much information, I'm gonna go out as Batman tonight and do something about it. But you can't. You have to stay in here and do your homework. Child. So that night, Batman goes over to the auction house where the Penguin's men are planning on stealing that jade idol. He's up on the roof. There's a big hole in it. Can't tell if the men cut the hole themselves or if it was already there. But it doesn't matter because through it, Batman can see these two men using their acetylene torch on a vault. He drops through the ceiling and they're all, Batman! He beats them up. They try to fight back a little, but they just wind up acetylene torching each other. To end the fight, 
Batman grabs this giant painting of these, like, super ugly standing up pugs and smashes it over the two guys. Their heads pop out where the pug heads are. Then he punches the heads in the face. Just when Batman thought all crime had been stopped, the door opens and the penguin strolls in. He's all, oh no, my thugs. Batman looks over at him and he's like, it's you. I'll get you, funny face. And he charges the penguin. But the penguin is prepared. He shoots strangling gas out of his umbrella at Batman. And then Batman knows what it's like to be on the other side of the choking gas. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. The strangling gas seems to last longer than the choking gas, though. The penguin has time to pull his thugs out of the painting, complain about how he should be browsing Shakespeare right now, quote John Keats, steal the idol, and call the police before Batman's even off the floor. When the police get there, Batman's still taken out by the strangling gas. They're all Batman. We don't suspect you because we know you're a friend of the police. But we'd better take you to the home of the person who owns this idol so you can explain to them what happened. They do. They take him to this luxurious manor and they're all, All right, we just need to wait for Mr. Bonyface to come downstairs and we can tell him what happened to the idol. In the next panel, Mr. Bonyface does come downstairs. And he's the penguin. He's all, That guy. Batman. He is the one who stole my idol. Batman's like, what? What's going on? I'm going crazy. And Mr. Bonyface, alias the Penguin, goes into a long monologue about how Batman's been blackmailing him for weeks and how Batman was trying to make him pay protection money. And now Batman's stolen his idol as revenge. He wants the police to lock him up right now. The police are all, uh, Mr. Bonyface. That kind of sounds wrong. This is Batman. He's all, I don't care. I want him gone. They take him away, and Batman is still drugged. This strangling gas lasts forever. Apparently, Batman being taken to the police station wasn't part of Penguin's plan, though, because he sends out a truck full of thugs to hit the police car in the side as it's going down the road. Nobody's hurt, all the policemen just get knocked out, and the thugs grab Batman and drag him back to the Penguin's place of residence where they tie him up. The strangling gas finally wears off, and Batman's able to hold a decent conversation. He's all, what's all this, Penguin? What's your evil plan? And the Penguin is like, this is a several-step evil plan? First, I needed the jade stolen so that I could get insurance on it. And then second, I accused you. But I knew that if I let you get to the police station, eventually the strangling gas would wear off and you'd tell the police everything. So, I kidnapped you, and now the police are gonna think you're on the run and they'll shoot you on sight. Then he turns on the radio so we can hear that that is exactly what's happening. Batman's like, oh no, a frame-up. If I sit here, the police will think I'm guilty, and if I escape, they'll think I'm even more guilty and shoot me. Batman really can do nothing. While the penguin admires his umbrella collection. I don't know why. All the umbrellas look exactly the same. They're blue with brown handles. The handles are even the same length. Batman thinks up a sneaky plan. First, he starts scrubbing his foot along the floor and along his boot too. The thugs are like, what are you doing, Batman? But of course, we remember that he has his communication device in his heel. Good thing it's not the two-part explosive anymore, right? 
He manages to turn the communicator on after a bit of scrubbing. Then he starts tapping his foot. The thugs are all like, why are you tapping your foot, Batman? He's all, I'm just going to catch up on my dancing as I sit here. But actually, he's sending a message to Robin in Morse code. Luckily, Robin has stayed up very late into the night doing his homework and realized that the police have started trying to arrest Batman. So he put on his Robin costume and went out to see what's up. He hasn't actually left the house yet, but when his belt starts beeping Morse code, he's able to hear it and decipher it quickly. It tells Robin exactly where Batman is, and he's able to go there straight away. Meanwhile, at the police station, Commissioner Gordon is holding his head in his hands. He's all, Batman, I can't believe it. Why would he do this? That's the police's view on things, I suppose. Back at the house, there's a knock on the penguin's door. A guy answers it and asks what it is. The person outside is like, I've got a telegram message for Mr. Bonyface. And the thug is like, oh yeah, you can come in. But instead of delivering a telegram message, the person outside delivers a punch straight to his face. It's Robin. He's come to beat up all the thugs. He beats up the first two easily, and then he jumps on the penguin's table. All the dishes slide around, and a huge jug of water is dumped over the penguin. Oh no, look out, he'll melt. Now Batman is no longer in danger of being shot, but Robin doesn't have time to free him. A bunch of glass shards have fallen onto the ground, so Batman can just tip his chair over and saw through the ropes with some of the glass shards. But in the meantime, Robin's being overwhelmed by the remaining two thugs. One of them has a blackjack, no wonder. They even catch him, and the one with the blackjack raises it over his head, and he's like, I'm gonna knock out all your teeth, Robin! But in from the side comes Batman. He's all, you better count your own teeth because you won't have them long. And he punches the guy in the teeth and a bunch of his teeth come flying out. Stop it, Batman. You know I hate it when you punch people's teeth out. Fortunately, for my delicate sensibilities, Batman doesn't get to punch people's teeth out for long. Instead, the penguin comes up with his umbrella and he points it right at Batman and Robin. Batman's like, stop, Robin, don't move. Those umbrellas are even more dangerous than guns. Penguin's like, you're right, Batman. Thanks for being so cooperative. Then he picks up his telephone and he calls the police and he's like, Batman's at my house. The police come as fast as they can, but not before Batman throws a huge jug at the penguin's head and both he and Robin jump out the window. The police are all, Mr. Bonyface, where's Batman? And the penguin's like, well, he was here, but then he left, rather abruptly. Back with Batman and Robin. Even though this hasn't been a good day for them, Batman feels like his web is slowly closing. And at this point, all they can do is play the waiting game. That's why, for night after night, an old blind man and a street urchin are seen by the Penguin's main base of operations. One day, a little while in, the Penguin and his thugs go out to their car. One of the thugs is like, this job will be easy, we already got all the groundwork laid. After that, we follow them. They go to this little flop house where they've been renting a room. They want to rent it again, and the guy they're talking to is like, Yes, of course, I never rented to anyone but you, just like you ordered. 
back in the room, one of the thugs moves a dresser or something away from the wall, and he's like, that guy would never rent this room to us if he knew we were using it to tunnel through this wall and into the diamond exchange right next door. And the penguin is all, yes, but hurry up and get that acetylene torch working. We need the tunnel. Outside, the blind man and the youth look up at the room the penguin is in, and the blind man goes... That's them. I recognize the shadows. And the street urchin is like, you know, you see pretty well for a man who's supposedly blind. The two walk around the block to the front of the diamond exchange where they see the same shadow in the window. The blind man, who has definitely read the Sherlock Holmes story, The Red-Headed League, is like, they've definitely tunneled through the wall and into the diamond exchange. Then he pulls off his disguise and he's Batman. And the street urchin pulls off his disguise and he's Robin. And they climb up the diamond exchange. They look in the window and they're all, we can't risk opening the window and scaring the penguin away. So they just jump right through it, glass and all. I don't know why they bothered to clarify and give a reason this time. I feel like they would do that anyway. I think they just like to break windows. Nevertheless, the thugs are all, Batman! And Batman and Robin take them out in just one punch. And then it's just the penguin left. He pulls out his umbrella and he shoots acid at them. But Batman and Robin duck and it hits one of the thugs instead. While Batman and Robin were fighting, the police noticed that there was a light on in the diamond exchange when there wasn't supposed to be. And they came as quick as they could. Just now they're bursting down the door. And in all the commotion, the penguin gets away. He just runs off with the jewels. The police stay behind to arrest the thugs, and Batman and Robin chase the penguin. They chase him into this train station, and Batman tackles him onto the train tracks just as he's getting ready to cross them. They fight on the rails. But while they're doing that, oh no, a train's coming! It's just feet away! The penguin has the upper hand, and when the train goes through, he gets off the rail and jumps onto the train! He's all, nobody can catch the penguin, hee 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 hee, as he leaves Batman to be run over by a train. Fortunately, when the train finishes driving through, Batman's alright. He just laid super flat underneath the train and it drove over him. He also managed to wrestle the bag of gems away from the penguin. So, they go back into the town where the police station is and they dump all the jewels on Commissioner Gordon's desk. He's all, oh, Batman, I'm so sorry that the police suspected you. I personally did not believe it was you the entire time. And Batman's like, I know that, Commissioner Gordon. But really, what bothers me is that the penguin got away. Oh, well, maybe we'll see him again sometime. And yes, the narration assures us, someday the penguin and Batman will cross paths again. The end.